0: Listening to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. I told you yesterday, after I got teaching, <laughs> that I was gonna come back today and talk about. One world government, global control, um, the Antichrist agenda, which we're clearly seeing. And um, I want to talk today and show you guys some things that you can clearly see happening around the world. And you can now, you know, you couldn't before, I don't think. But now you can clearly see, in my opinion, how easy it will be, you know, when the church is gone for the world to slip into one world control. I mean you can see. You can see. Thank you, Brian. Hey Mike in South Africa, love you, buddy. Trafina, good evening to you. Delame, good to have you on. You can see now how easy it will be for the world to slip into a one world government, religious system, economy. And um absolutely I Emmy, mean, Absolutely, I'll, I'll do a, not only will I, will I do that on it, I've done an entire se- uh, course on Miracle Word University on the Holy Spirit. Um, I know Rachel. Rachel said California has lost her mind and the governor. What's up, Jonathan? Love you. So, one of the things that I want to talk about today in this broadcast is to show you the clear signs of global control, you know, that is, that really is the desire of the Antichrist agenda. It's always been that. I mean, like, look back through history. It's always been that. And it, it'll continue to be that. Um. So I want to show you some things, and we'll, we'll get into it in a minute. I'm sure many of you are already seeing these things. Um, but... Just so you know right off the bat, it's always been the Antichrist agenda to have one world domination and control. I mean, you go back through, go all the way back to the times of Christ, go all the way back to before Christ in the Old Testament. And the enemies of God wanted, have always wanted to take control. One of the things we have to realize is until God gives the enemy permission. To do what he wants to do, none of that can happen. Remember that. So I don't want you to think somehow that this is some kind of a doom and gloom broadcast. It's not. This will encourage you. This will build your faith. But, yep, I'm going to talk about it, Tina. I'm going to talk about all that stuff today. Um, It is one of the signs, Troy, of the second coming of Christ, what we're talking about today. So get ready. Hey, Brother Glenn, love you, buddy. So we need to talk about some of these things. And then you'll see not only what's going on behind the scenes in the world right now, but you'll see how quickly and easily we will slip into an antichrist world once the church is gone. So um, first, I want to just show you this from the scripture. And I'm going to read to you, um, if you have your Bible, the book of Revelation, and I want to read you uh, the entire chapter of chapter 13. So I want you to pull, pull the Bible out and listen to this. Something good in my mouth. Listen to this. This is the Revelation, the 13th chapter. Listen, if you haven't shared the broadcast, it's time to share. It's time for people to hear the truth of God's word and to hear what's going on and be aware so that we're not sitting around like lemmings, all just walking in the same direction. I've been blown away by what I've been seeing from Christians. Look at this. Revelation 13. Let's read it. And I saw a beast rising out of the sea with 10 horns and seven heads, with 10 diadems on its horns and blasphemous names on its heads. And the beast that I saw was like a leopard. Its feet were like a bear's. Its mouth was like a lion's mouth. And to it, the dragon gave his power and his throne and great authority. One of its heads seemed to have a mortal wound, but its mortal wound was healed. And the whole earth marveled as they followed the beast. So let me break right there and tell you that the majority of Bible scholars believe that this passage here, what I just read to you about the beast taking a mortal wound on one of its heads, is going to be the Antichrist, that political figure of the end times, being assassinated, and then many of them believe that this, at this uh, midway point through the tribulation, that he, the apparently God will allow him, <clears throat> for the purposes of prophecy, to be resurrected. Remember, the Antichrist always wants to try to mirror what Jesus did. And so here it says that uh, he received a mortal wound on his head and was healed. And the whole earth marveled. The whole earth saw it, marveled, and they followed the beast. I'll stop right there for a second. Hey, Brady. So understand, the majority of scholars here are saying that This is the Antichrist, of course, we can see this in in the scripture, that has been given power by Satan himself, that he will take a mortal wound. What's the purpose of this? That when the world sees his resurrection, you know, or his his wound to the head healed and he's alive again, it'll almost be like a supernatural proof that he's the one to follow. And the Bible says that's exactly what will happen, that the whole earth will marvel at his healing, at his resurrection, and they will follow after the beast. And so one of the things you can see clearly, the reason that so many people will jump on board, hey Tyler, the reason so many people will jump on board, of course, as we know the Bible teaches, Paul taught to the Thessalonian church that God, those that rejected Christ before the rapture, God will cause a strong delusion to come upon their minds and their hearts so that they will believe a lie and they'll be condemned for their rejection of Christ. So we know that even at this point, which we consider to be about halfway or the, the, the halfway mark through the seven-year tribulation, people are already operating under a delusion. They already believe a lie. But now, on top of the delusion... Now, on top of the lie, they see this antichrist figure assassinated, and they see him resurrected, and the Bible says, "And the whole earth will see it." Now, you know, years ago, people thought, you know, that that just meant like the, the whole earth, like in his in his region. No, now we know, now we understand that the whole earth can see an event happen at one time through satellite technology mobile technology, live streaming. We have people watching this broadcast from all over the world. We have people that watch this broadcast in the Middle East, in in Western Europe. We have people watching in Eastern Europe, people watching in the islands of the Caribbean, Canada, people watching in Brazil, people watching all over Australia. And so people can see an event happen at one time. There's no issue there. And the Bible says the whole Earth will see it. And they'll marvel and follow after the beast. So you can see now He's got global allegiance. That's that's number one. It's very important that you see that. He's got global allegiance. Yes, South Africa's watching. Global allegiance. That's important. That's very important. He's got global allegiance. Now let's keep on going. And they worshiped the dragon, for he had given his authority to the beast, and they worshiped the beast, saying, who is like the beast and who can fight against it? See, the moment you start to feel like there's no point fighting against something, you'll stop fighting against it. Not that they would, they're already under a delusion, but I'm talking about now. I'm talking about in 2020 on the earth, in your nation, wherever you are. And so look at this. And the beast was given a mouth uttering haughty and blasphemous words. And it was allowed to exercise authority for 42 months. 42 months. How long is that how long is 42 months we know 36 months is three years and add on top of that another six months that's three and a half years this is why we believe that it's the halfway point of the tribulation because the Bible says here that this uh, Satan filled individual will have global allegiance and the Bible says will exercise authority for 42 months And it opened its mouth to utter blasphemies against God, blaspheming his name and his dwelling, that is, those who dwell in heaven. And it was allowed to make war on the saints and to conquer them. And authority was given it over every tribe and people and language and nation. Um, I want you to understand, um, when it says the saints, it's not talking about the saints in heaven, obviously. It's talking about the tribulation saints that are on the earth. Uh, I just saw the rapture, do, in my opinion, and from everything we can see in scripture, Cheryl, the rapture does come before the tribulation begins. I don't believe that the church will be here for any part of the tribulation. And I've done entire broadcasts on that so that you can understand. I give you seven Bible reasons why I believe the church will be completely gone and raptured before the beginning. Of the seven-year tribulation let's keep going the Bible says authority was given to it over every tribe people language and nation you see that every tribe every people every nation he'll have authority and all who dwell on the earth will worship it everyone whose name has not been written before the foundational world in the book of the Lamb book of life of the Lamb who was slain if anyone has an ear let him hear no the 144,000 are the Jewish evangelists that will be preaching on the earth, not the one hundred? It's not one hundred and forty-four thousand tribulation saints. It's one hundred and forty-four thousand Jewish evangelists that will be preaching. Um, all who dwell on the earth will worship it. Everyone whose name has not been written before the foundation of the world in the book of the of life of the Lamb who was slain. If anyone has an ear, let him hear. If anyone is to be taken captive, to captivity he goes. If anyone is to be slain with the sword, with the sword he must be slain. Here is a call for the endurance and the faith of the saints. Now look at verse 11. Then I saw another beast rising out of the earth, had two horns like a lamb, and it spoke like a dragon. It exercises all the authority of the first beast in its presence and makes the earth and its inhabitants worship the first beast whose mortal wound was healed. Um, And it performs great signs talking about here the false prophet by the way Uh, Great signs even making fire come down from heaven to earth in front of people And by the signs that it's allowed to work in the presence of the beast It deceives those who dwell on the earth telling them to make an image For the beast that was wounded by the sword uh, That was and that and yet lived Now look at this verse 16. Here's one is Everybody is very familiar with and it causes all both small and great rich and poor free and slave To be marked on the right hand or the forehead so that no one can buy or sell Unless he has the mark that is the name of the beast or the number of its name this calls for wisdom Um, a question here From Taya, how come there will be saints during the tribulation? there will be people who actually get saved after the rapture happens, after the rapture takes place, not people who had a chance to be saved before the rapture, but these are people that will have a chance after the rapture to be saved. These will be tribulation saints. Obviously, you can't, re, you can't remove the Holy Spirit from any location because he's omnipresent. And so the Holy Spirit will still be on the earth. It's just that the Holy Spirit filled church will not be on the earth. So there will be people that uh, become tribulation saints, <clears throat> Taya, not those that, it's not that they are going to be certain Christians left behind and miss the rapture. No, every Christian that's a, <clears throat> a Christian before will go up in the rapture. <clears throat> but as you move forward, others will be saved. The Bible teaches that. Others will be saved during the rapture and many will be martyred. And so you have to understand the the context there. So here's what we see. Global control. We see that because of the miracle of his resurrection, the whole earth will see it happen. The whole earth will marvel and the whole earth will follow after the beast. Then the false prophet comes. He'll perform signs and wonders and call fire down from heaven The presence of the beast. All of these different things will happen, even further encouraging the people to follow the beast, and then we can clearly see that there will be a mark, and without that mark, nobody will be able to buy or sell. It will limit the economies of the of the world with just this mark. So, you know, global control, global domination, global uh, control—it's the desire of the devil and the Antichrist uh, agenda that he has. It's always been that. I mean, look at look at Hitler. Look at Mao Zedong. Look at uh, Stalin. Look at any of these guys that operated with an Antichrist spirit. Nero, Alexander the Great, whoever you want to look at. They wanted global control, world domination. It's the desire of the Antichrist. And so I was looking around. I mean, you look at some of the things that are going on right now. It blows your mind to see how quickly, and I'm sure there's others on here that will agree with me. I know Glenn will. It blew my mind to see how quickly Americans, many of them, were willing to lay down their rights. I mean, it blows my mind. It's funny to me that, you know, they believe the lies. You know, no, believers will be gone, Luenda, at that point. Believers will be gone in the rapture. So understand this. Americans, especially, I know if you're watching and you're not from America. United States of America, you don't have some of the same things that we have here, like the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, you don't have some of the same freedoms we've been afforded, I understand that, it'd be a little bit different for you fighting back against your government. But for us, those of us that are here in the nation that literally sent men to die and bleed so that we could experience total freedom, it blows my mind how quickly people have been willing to lay down their their rights. Um, to the, to the government and, and, and churches closing up, even though there's a separation of church and state that they really don't have any constitutional right to say what the church can or cannot do. Uh, it's, it's unbelievable. And you see people that are just totally fine with it, totally okay with it. And, and, and it's blowing my mind. Um, so you start to look and see what's happening around the world. Well, you know, one of the things that we were talking about, people have been sending me this all over the place, that there are um, businesses all over America that are refusing to take cash. No coins, no cash. They want all of your purchases to be done digitally. They want all of your purchases to be done digitally. No, Taya, America's not mystery Babylon. All of your purchases, once you start to realize, I mean, think about this. I was talking about control, and this is not conspiracy theory. These are just facts, okay? So when you watch what I'm about to say, this has nothing to do with conspiracy theory. Everything I'm about to say is a fact. Every time you lay down a right in the name or guise of convenience then it just makes it easier for control to be taken. Let me give you an example. Let's talk about money. First of all, obviously, the Antichrist system wants a cashless system. They don't want you to have control over your own resources, right? So if you've done any study about the economy, Obviously, America is no longer on the gold standard. So, pretty much now you need to understand our money is meaningless. Our money is meaningless. Anything that's printed that we hold in our hand, it's all meaningless. It's worth nothing. It's only worth whatever they say it's worth. That's it. Inflation, all of that is governed by the Federal Reserve, which is not even an American industry or organization, it's run by global banks. So understand, uh, our money's worth nothing. It's wh- it's worth whatever they say it's worth. There's nothing backing it. There's no gold backing it. There's no actual resource backing our money. Uh, it's just basically worth what they say it's worth. But as long as you have something to trade, obviously you still have some control. Once they remove cash and everything is just digital, I want you to think about this. What if... They just turned off your card or they turned off your device and your Google pay and your Apple pay and your Samsung pay and all that didn't work and your credit cards won't work because they've locked you down because of something you've done. Don't think that's like something that's crazy. They've done that with people that they said were some kind of a national security risk or threat and just wanted to control where they could go, if they could travel All they have to do is shut their accounts down. That's it. Turn your cards off. Turn your devices off. And it's done. You've got no way to buy anything. No transactions. You can't go anywhere. You can't do anything. So we don't actually have anything to trade. We've got our money, which is meaningless. Nothing to it. Nothing backing it. Everything is digital. Every credit card, if I go around the world, it doesn't matter if I'm in Brazil, South Africa, Jamaica, here. All I do is swipe a card, and the company does the exchange rate for me. Everything's done. I don't ever see any of it. I just make the transaction. All they have to do at any given point is shut your account down. That's it. Most of us are just far too small for the government to even think about. But what? let's say, for example that they considered a group of people that you identify with to be dangerous radicals. Now, if you don't think that that's possible, the evangelical Christians in America are already on the terror watch list because apparently we're too edgy. So let's just say, for example, that it got extreme and evangelical Christians, if you're a part of a Christian group and you you um, identify as part of the Christian community— And an evil government said, you know, that we identify you as a security threat, a national security threat, a terrorist. I mean, like, let's just say they did that for any other terrorist group, you know, that's listed on their list. Not to say that we are, but we're listed on it. All I have to say, if we we can identify you with this group, we're shutting all accounts down. We're stopping the group. We're shutting all accounts down. You can't buy, you can't sell, you can't travel, you can't do anything. It's a click of a button. It's not like it has to be 10 years of legislation. Can I I tell you something? Thanks to the Patriot Act that was passed after 9-11, anything that the government says is a national security risk basically gives them carte blanche to do whatever they want to do. Whatever they want to do. And they don't have to reveal the details to you. It's a national security threat. It's national security. They can do whatever they want to do. Um, Edward Snowden who was obviously the one that was uh, indicted and and had to seek sanctuary overseas after WikiLeaks, who worked for the NSA and the CIA, said it was the most unconstitutional, un-American thievery of freedom that has ever happened in the United States of America was the Patriot Act. Because it basically gave an umbrella to the government to do anything they wanted to do under the guise of national security. So they don't have to explain to you why. All they have to do is say, no, there's a national security threat that the public doesn't know about that's going on with this group. We need to shut them down just for the safety of Americans. And let me tell you, everybody be like, thank God our safety is secure. It doesn't take 10 years of planning, one board meeting in one room, and you don't think it can happen? Listen. Even if it happens, see people, people think it has to be this big uh, thing. All they can do, all they have to do, let's say they wanted to stop you from traveling for a month. All they have to do is shut your stuff down and say there was some kind of a glitch in the system. We're trying to work on it. We're trying to get you fixed back up, but it lasts for 30 days because they want you in one place for 30 days. They don't have to say that they're coming against you or stopping you or they could just say it was a glitch. They could say it was a mistake. And so they're not taking cash in some places. They're limiting, and I've had a lot of people writing me and sending me stuff. No cash, no cash, no cash. Well, obviously, it'll go that direction. People don't want to carry cash anyway. We're being conditioned. We're See, everything is fed to us in the guise of convenience, right? It's more convenient to just have a card, you don't have to stop think about stopping at the ATM. You don't have to th- think about having your cash stolen from you, losing your cash. You don't have to do any of that stuff. It's literally just, yeah. My wife's pointed it out. They already did that. It's called coronavirus. They shut all the borders down. Biggest hoax in the history of our lives. No one's dying. The the as now they've shown as an old person, as an elderly person. You are more likely now to die of old age than coronavirus. Think about that. 99.7% of people who have coronavirus recover perfectly from it. Over 90% who have it don't even know they have it. There's no symptoms. And they've shut the whole world down because of something that is nothing. It's something that's nothing. You, you see, it's funny to me that, and I say that, obviously there are, there people have died, Crystal. I'm not saying that zero people are dying. People have died. But did you ever notice this, Crystal? Did you ever notice that nobody ever during this entire time mentioned anything about the flu or the problems that hospitals are having, trying to take people in that have the flu? When the flu has killed more than double what coronaviruses has, ha, has killed. You think about that for a second, and you don't hear flu on the news one time. Not one time. You don't hear it. But it's doing double damage. Double damage. It's all, I'm telling you, it's the biggest hoax that's ever been served to this nation, ever. Ever. To destroy an economy To shut down a people, isn't it funny that coronavirus knows to only go to the states where Trump has rallies planned? (laughs) People just are sheep, man. They're total sheep. And I said it yesterday. It has nothing to do with this. It has everything to do with where this nation and where this world is trying to go. It's trying to go. That there are wicked people, wicked people that are trying to do wicked things behind the scenes. And whether you like President Trump or not, whether you think he's a Christian or not, one thing I think we can all agree on is the fact that he is a wrench in the works. He's a wrench in the works of a political system, of a globalist agenda. Whether you like him or not, he just doesn't do what those guys want to be done. You know what the? Do you want to know what the sign of that is? Democrats hate him and Republicans hate him. When everyone hates you, there's a sign that you might be doing something that's upsetting the globalist agenda. And he's a wrench in the works of the globalist plan, whether you like him or not, whether you voted for him or not, whether you believe he's a Christian or not, who cares? One of the things I think we can all clearly see, when was the last time you saw a president targeted... Their entire first term. When was the last time you saw? I mean, there are people, there's always people that don't like a president that's sitting in office. But when was the last time you saw a president that was attacked, hunted, and targeted for his entire four year term? I mean, they went from one thing to another. If they couldn't crush his character and try to bring women out against him, then they tried to indict him. Then the Russia probe. Then all that came out. Then, I mean, then you go to Corona. Well, he's not handling Corona well. You know. Now it's the race riots. Now it's the political, uh, political, politically correct left. I mean, like if it's if it's not one thing, it's another. They didn't want him. <laughs> if you ever seen my cousin cousin play the compilation of what news stations looked like after he was confirmed elected. People didn't know what to say. They were blown away. You have murder hornets. They didn't know what to say. They were not prepared for it. They couldn't believe it. And one of the things you need to understand is that the church came out to vote in record numbers in 2016, more than in the history of the nation, the church turned out to vote. The devil shot himself in the foot. The wickedness that was going on behind the scenes the, the devil thought that America was wicked enough that they wouldn't care about the things that were going on. And he was wrong. He was wrong. And the church turned out in record numbers. So look at what's going on right now and tell me you can't see that this is something that they're trying to do. You think about, um, you think about this. If they couldn't shut the church down, which they tried to do, and if they couldn't shut the church up, which they also tried to do, then what are they going to try to do? Get the church to fight against each other. That's what you look at what's going on with these, with these race riots and everything that's going on. The devil knows and the antichrist system knows that the average church in America is a multi-racial church. They know it's not just white churches and black churches and, and there are those, Which are which are wrong, by the way, but the average church in America is a multiracial church. And what, what I've already seen Christians going at each other's throats. Let me tell you, the devil knows if he can't shut the church down and if he can't shut the church up. He wants to bring division into the church so that we're so busy fighting against each other that we don't carry out our purpose and our mission. And I'm telling you exactly what it's about. You see that our unemployment rates were at the lowest they'd ever been. Uh, The economy was soaring. All these things, trying to destroy them before the next election hits. And I'm telling you, American people are not that stupid to believe the lies of these dummies. We're not dumb. We're not dumb. And so, I mean, tell me how it makes sense. First of all, tell me how it makes sense That you can contract coronavirus through your eyes. Through your eyes. You can spread it just as easily. Masks, by doctors have told us, masks do nothing to prevent healthy people from getting sick. Nothing whatsoever. It's actually harmful to your health, they've told us. But now, as the tolls are the lowest they've been since this started... Lowest they've been, people are dying in the lowest numbers, you know, than ever before since this started. Everybody's asymptomatic. My contractor that works for me, that worked for me at my house before I left to come to West Virginia, he actually contracted coronavirus for like three days. He came back to work. He was like, let me tell you something. If they're shutting the nation down for what I got He said, this is the biggest fear-mongering I've ever seen in my life. He said, it was next to nothing. He said, I had a little fever, you know, whatever. He said, a a little bit of flu-like symptoms. That was it, and I was done. He said, three days, I was back to work, basically. So, I mean, even he was saying, he caught it. He said, and he's the one that actually had symptoms. They're saying many of them now don't even have symptoms. People are going to the hospital for other things, like pregnancy, giving birth, and they're still testing people, women that go in to give birth, and they're testing them. And why do you think? It's like, we got to get those masks on. It's spiking. It's spiking because they're testing. That's why it's spiking. There's more tests than ever before. So, I love this thing I tweeted the other day. It was a meme. It said the cases are rising because the testing, is, are, the testing is rising. Cases are spiking because testing... Is spiking. And if we gave out IQ tests, there'd be a spike in morons, (laughs) which I absolutely agree with. People are just swallowing hook, line, and sinker whatever is being told to them. Anything that's being told to them, they believe. Don't be a sheep. Don't be a sheep. Don't do that. Don't believe these lies and allow fear to govern your life. You know, think about this. They're trying to have us now wear masks in public, even if we're all by ourselves walking down the street. I saw a guy on the street today, because I'm in West Virginia, and Jim Justice just, you know, gave the mandate yesterday that everybody's got to wear masks, you know, throughout the state of West Virginia, which is ridiculous. I mean, when you look at West Virginia's numbers, they have not even, they've not even, they've not had anything significant happen. They were the last state to have any cases since the beginning. And I remember they had one case. It was like West Virginia just like refused to have coronavirus. It's like the least likely place for anybody to have any kind of mask, lockdown or anything. There's nothing happening in West Virginia with that. And, um, I see a guy out on the street today as I'm coming in. And he's outside washing the windows of his business. No one's around him. No one's on the street. He's by himself in a mask. In a mask. You dummy. You're by yourself. There's no one around you. If you see people riding in their car by themselves with a mask and a face shield, it's like you are part of the problem. You're so easily... uh, Lied to, and you believe the lies, and you're like, You're one of the people that they're depending on. It's unbelievable. You're they're depending on you to believe it. So, listen to this. My sister told me this yesterday. You talk about false positives. I believe they're pushing. I believe this is my personal belief because we know that this happened here in West Virginia. My personal belief is that they're telling people that they have coronavirus when they don't actually have it because they get more funding, they get more money, the more cases that they have. My sister told us this. They were doing uh, coronavirus testing here locally and there was a long line of people outside that were waiting to be tested for coronavirus and there was this dad and mom that were out in the line and they decided like, you know what, we're not gonna stand in this line and wait to be tested and they left the line before their testing and just went home. Later that evening, they got a call from the offices where they were in line for that said, we just wanted to let you know that both of you tested positive for coronavirus. They left the line before they could be tested and got a call from the office. You, you're, you, you've actually tested positive for coronavirus. I'm convinced. I'm convinced. Listen to me. When money is involved, when money's involved, People will do anything. They'll do anything. And when there's government money to be had, people will do anything. And I'm telling you right now, it's exactly what's happening. I believe that they're reporting far more people positive than there actually are. People that don't even have any symptoms. You know, you think about this. Any death for any reason If the person had coronavirus, they're calling it a corona death. If they died of cancer, if they died of, uh, you know, a heart attack, a stroke, whatever, they are labeling it corona death because they get money. It's wicked. It's absolutely wicked. So when you start to see people will just jump in line and do whatever is told to them to do, how easy it'll be. Now, this is what the church still on the earth. This is what the Holy Spirit still functioning as he is right now. And people are just laying down all over the place, laying down. Let me go further with it. Did anybody see this story yesterday from um, Australia in Victoria, uh, or Australia of what was going on in Australia? Of course, they've had this big outbreak or whatever. Everybody that was living in the government subsidized housing that was on welfare, they have these huge high rises in Victoria and in Australia. Huge high rises. I don't know if anybody else saw this. They fill the high rises, I don't know how many people live in those. They're huge, they're just like skyscraper projects. They filled those buildings with over 500 armed police. And locked those people in their apartments. Government subsidized housing. Locked them in and told them you may not, under armed guard, you may not leave your apartment. And so what they've done now, he got on yesterday, and I don't know if this was what he would be considered in Australia, however the government uh, is set up there. Got on the national news and basically said... And I watched the clip yesterday that there's no for coronavirus to allow me, Coronavirus. He said there's no vaccine as of now. He said we're a long way off from having a functional vaccine. He said some are saying weeks, but many are saying months. He said and unless we can get a functional vaccine and get everybody vaccinated, you should just be prepared. Listen to this. You should just be prepared for the new Corona normal. That means to be locked in your apartment under armed guard and told you can't go anywhere. So think about it. People that need medications, people that need food. You know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And if you think (laughs) giving them expired food, my wife read that they're also giving them expired food. What are you going to do? See, this is one of the things, and I want to make this to be a point that you hear. And if you think America can't go that direction, let me tell you something. As quickly as people are laying their rights down, unless some people start standing up, let me tell you something. I clapped my hands and applauded the, I believe their name is pronounced McCluskey, the McCluskey couple in St. Louis that came out of their house with their firearms. I applaud them to the nth degree. And I really don't care that the wife had her finger on the trigger and was not using firearm safety and was waving that thing around. I don't care. I don't care. I applaud that man and that woman for protecting their own personal property, which they had every right to do, every right in the nation to do. And you have these dummies. They're oh, well, there's a peaceful protest. Well, if it's a peaceful protest, how is it that you broke through a gate, left a public street, entered into private property and a private uh, neighborhood and, and uh, development, and were on a private street, broke the man's gate, and he saw two of the protesters with firearms. Let me tell you, I would do the same, and probably just load my shotgun with riot rounds of rubber balls, and start firing them into the crowd. He had every right, and I applaud him. Thank God he had the cajones, if I can mispronounce that word. Thank God he had the Uh, intestinal fortitude to actually come out and take a stand. Now his neighbors are standing up against him. Like what a, what a bunch of dummies, what a bunch of dummies. You know, you think about this people that are, it's like, what do we want to wait for? Do we have to wait to cry after our house is burnt down and our dog is killed and everything that we've built for our lives is lost? Are we supposed to wait and cry then and say, well, I wish it wouldn't have happened. I'm not doing that. You better believe I'm not doing that. I tell you, it'll be a bad day for anybody to come into my gated neighborhood. I promise you that. I'd be right behind him too, Glenn. Because I've got guns the government knows about and ones they don't know about, (laughs) if anybody's listening. And I'm telling you, their neighbors are dumb because it could happen to their neighbors just as quickly as it could happen to them. And Black Lives Matter is a scam because if you see what's going on, all these businesses that were being burnt down, many of them were businesses owned by black business owners. You've seen the videos where they're yelling, why did you do this to me? I'm black. What about my life? What about my business? It's a scam. They've already said publicly they're a Marxist group. Bent on destruction and anarchy. The same people that a few years ago told you, you don't need guns, the police will protect you. You don't depend on the police are the same people that are saying defund police. So what are you going to do now? What are you going to do now? And so you see this. It's all a bunch of lies being fed to the American public. And everybody's like, well, that sounds good dumb, dumb. You're going to start, you know, it is not even like it's hidden. I want you to think about this. This is not being hidden, right? It's not like some, they didn't hide it from you. See, I want this to be, I want this to be clearly heard today. It doesn't matter if the government says, well, we're not discriminating against Christians Every business has to shut down. Every business has to be closed right now. It's, it's not about Christians. I don't care if you say that because you don't have the authority to shut churches down. I don't care how many other types of businesses you shut down. It doesn't matter. The Constitution gives me the right to freely practice my religion as I am supposed to practice my religion that includes gathering together and let me tell you something many christians are so dumb that they don't even recognize the fact that their rights are being taken from them they don't even understand it they don't understand the slippery slope of give up this give this up and watch what's next watch what's next they don't know they're foolish Total fools. How are you going to complain online as a pastor about what's going on in California and them saying that you can't sing and you can't do what you do at a a gathering? How are you going to get on your social media accounts and complain about that when your church is still closed? You look like a complete moron. You look like a fool. To get online and to to vent about how wrong it is that they said they can't sing in California and you won't even open your church up. You look like a fool doing that. And people aren't dumb. They don't overlook that stuff. People can see it. They can see it. And it's foolish. The government doesn't have the authority to shut churches down. Period. Period we have rights we've got the constitution the bill of rights we have the separation of church and state it wasn't to keep the church out of the state it was to take keep the state out of the church i don't know why people don't understand that you know the separation of church and state was not so that there couldn't be prayer in schools dumb people man had nothing to do with keeping the church out of the state. It had everything to do with keeping the state out of the church. So that the state couldn't tell the church what to do or mandate what the church could or couldn't do. So that the church and anybody that was had any religion, whether you're a Muslim, whether you're a Hindu, well, I don't care what you are. It doesn't matter what you are. I, I believe in America, every Muslim should have the right to go to mosque without being restricted by the government. Every Hindu should be able to worship one of their 10,000 Hindu gods. You understand? It's freedom of religion. You should be able to practice your religion freely without, I mean it's like, blows my mind. Blows my mind. And people are just laying down. Laying down. Do you know that in New York where they're they're persecuting the crap out of churches? Do you know they didn't do that to Muslims during Ramadan? Do you realize every one of our churches that had to shut down for Resurrection Sunday, for Easter weekend, Catholic uh, churches could not open up for, I mean, Jews couldn't celebrate the Passover but the, the state, the city, was preparing meals for Muslims. Because you don't want to do it to Muslims, do you? I bet you don't. I bet you don't. De Blasio, who's the worst mayor in the history of the city. Now, that's not my words. That's the words of journalists. Worst in the history of the city. Anybody that practices religion in America should have the freedom to practice religion how they are under how they understand their religion should be practiced. And it's crazy. It's you got Christians laying down. You got pastors that don't even think it's important. They don't even think it's important. <laughs> they don't think it's important. If they did the churches never would have closed. The issue with many churches is they have um Other things. So you've got churches that, you know, if you have a school attached to your church, think about this. If you've got government funding coming to your school and the school's part of your church, you've got a problem. You've got a problem now because you have government interaction and the school's not the same as the church. It's a separate entity. But I I can guarantee you this. One of the things that you're going to see is that anybody that needs assistance from the government, that's going to be one of the cards that's played, especially when we, what we just read in Revelation 13 is taking place. Um, Imagine this, because there's all kinds of Christians today that are like, if they pass that, I mean, there's people that aren't Christians, like if they tried to pass that mark of the beast out, I wouldn't take it. I wouldn't take it. I wouldn't take it. You know, you hear people talking like that. Imagine for a moment, imagine if you will, imagine for a moment, if the government, all they have to say is this, if you don't take it, no more social security check, no more welfare check, no more EBT cards, no more food stamps, no more Medicare, no more Medicaid, no more anything from the government until you take it. You have to move out of Section 8 housing. You're on the street. I mean, imagine that. That's the leverage that they have when you're on government assistance. That's the leverage. And if you think, see, and people think that the message of prosperity and blessing is some kind of an extra message that doesn't really need to be preached. Let me tell you something. It needs to be preached, You need to operate in the blessing of the Lord and have God providing for you and not sit there and receive uh, government assistance because when the government's wicked and does what they want to do, then let me tell you something. They have a leverage that they can use against you. Do you know, we've had people, my father prayed for a guy one time and uh, he was crippled because of something that happened on his job. God healed him in the meeting, and he came back later angry because now that God healed him, he couldn't collect his disability check anymore. Think about the foolishness of that. People would rather be crippled and collecting a disability check than they would be healed. We need some of these kind of people in America again. Right here. This is the kind of people we need. Exactly. You know what, though? That's absolutely a foolish way to think, though. I'll tell you why, Crystal Pittman. I think it's a foolish way to think. You had all these people screaming that during this pandemic. Well, the building's not the church. The people are the church. Yeah, but the building, people are commanded to gather together. So what do you do when you've got Christians that can't fit in a home? Like what's happening in the first century? What do you do them? The reason we have buildings is because we've got more Christians than can fit in homes. I mean, like, I don't know. And not only that, we're commanded to gather together. Commanded. Why do you think, let me ask you a question, why do you think Jesus had to meet with people in the wilderness because there was no home in Galilee that could fit 5,000 men plus the women and the children? There just aren't. You can't fit, exactly Steve Martin, you can't fit 3,000 people in an apartment. And we act like gathering together is just some luxury of Christianity. We're commanded to do it. We're commanded to do it. We're not just commanded in Hebrews 10, 25. Look at the example of the apostles who went to the temple daily, on a daily basis. There was an hour of prayer every day. They went to the temple to worship every day. We're we're not just commanded to do it. We see it in the example of the apostles in the early church. So all these people that got on social media, how many know the church is the people? It's not the bricks of the building. Yeah. Yeah. I understand that we are the ecclesia, the ecclesia, we're the called out ones. I get that. We're the church. However, the church is still supposed to gather together. It's not rocket science. (laughs) Or as George W. Bush would say, you don't have to be a rocket surgeon. Um, We're called to gather together. I understand we're the church. Yes, we're the church, but the church is supposed to gather. And when there weren't buildings big enough to gather them together, they would meet outdoors. But we own buildings. We own buildings. We should there's no one that should be able to look at us and say, you can't go to the building that you own. You can't gather together. <laughs> I can't believe the stance that Christians take on this kind of stuff. They come up with some doctrine to like make room for whatever persecution's happening. Let me read you a verse of Scripture. Go to the Book of Acts, chapter five. Everybody, quote in Romans thirteen. Let me give you a verse you should stand on if you really want to have one. Romans thirteen, brother. Obey those that are in authority over you, brother. Everybody wanted to quote that Hitler's favorite verse. Let me tell you something. Because here's what happened. All the churches closed down when the government said close down. And then when President Trump said to reopen the churches, pastors got all irritated and said, well, we'll we'll open when we're ready. We're not ready. You don't command us to open. Oh, but they can command you to close, but they can't command you to open bunch of fools. God never told you to close. Christ never commanded the church to close. Why is it that everybody was willing to close when the government said to close, but when they said open, it was Romans 13 when they said to close and it was separation of church and state when they said to open. (laughs) That right there should show you the foolishness of most of these people. Close if they say close, but don't open that church. I had one guy online actually say, we're not opening this church till Jesus himself appears to me and tells me to open. Let me tell you, he never told you to close. He doesn't need to appear to you. Romans 13, when they say close, but it's separation of church and state when they say open. Let me read you a verse. If you really want a verse to stand on, let me give it to you. Romans 5, or Acts 5. I'll start reading with verse 27 and I'll read through verse 29 and you need to write verse 29 down. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council and the high priest questioned them saying, we strictly charged you not to teach in Jesus name. Yet here you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and you intend to bring this man's blood upon us. Look at verse 29. Write this one down. Get it tattooed on your forehead. But Peter and the apostles answered, We must obey God rather than men. Acts 5.29 ought to be your verse. If you're a Christian with any kind of backbone, if you're a pastor with any kind of backbone, if you're an evangelist, if you're a preacher with any kind of backbone, That should be your verse. That should be your verse. We must obey God rather than men. That's it. Acts 5.29. Quit quoting Romans 13 and start quoting Acts 5.29. Especially if you're in the United States of America. Who in the world has the authority to tell you, to violate the Constitution and tell you that you have to close your church down. See, and they're probably going to try. If you look at what's going on, it's just total fear mongering. Total fear mongering. Yeah, no, nobody, Crystal, should get on and you know degrade their brothers and sisters. But there should be judgment in the church from church leaders who will call out foolishness. Paul said that. He said, I can't judge those outside of the body, but inside the church, we should be judging. We should be calling people to a standard. No question. And I agree that the the division, all that horrible, absolutely horrible, but we do have to call out the foolishness and say what the word of God says, got to say what the word of God says. And it says we should obey God rather than men. No question, we must obey God rather than men. I want you to put that in the uh, comments section. I must obey God rather than men. That's the that's the truth of it. Must. So you start to think to yourself, well, look what what's going to happen. What's going to happen when in any in any country. When the government says, anybody that's receiving any kind of assistance from the government will do exactly what we say, or the assistance is completely cut off. There are so many people depending upon that assistance. Why do you think that they chose that type of a building to go into in Australia? Why do you think they chose government housing? Where people are in a high rise, all in their little apartments, and sent all 500 of the police officers armed into that building on every floor. Because it's easy to do it that way. Gather the people all together. Put them in one space. They're easy to control. Let me tell you, I think, I agree with my cousin on on this, that I, I believe cities are pretty much done for. People are starting to realize, like, living in a city is... You see what's going on. You think America's overpopulated? You don't know America. I've traveled America. People are so nuts. You know America's just overpopulated. It's not even close. Canada is so f- Canada's not even populated, <laughs> let alone overpopulated. Canada has less people in it living in it than all than the Caribbean islands have. What does Canada have, like 32 million people living in the entire nation? America's not overpopulated. It's not even close. If you think it is, just leave your little city and start driving west. Unless you're on the west coast, start driving east. There's so much. Do you know why people like Kanye West and others are just going to Wyoming and Montana? There's so much land. You can look for as long as you can look into the horizon and not see another person. Not see another person we have so much undeveloped not lived on land in america it's insane it's insane you go to the midwest you go to the west you go i mean west of the mississippi river even here i mean you look in west virginia look in these other places i mean there's if you ever hear some dummy tell you well america's overpopulated it's not overpopulated And I'm telling you, cities are done for. They're done for. With all the stuff you see going on, people are recognizing, I don't need to be living in a city. I don't need to be living close to a city. Look at that. 36.6 people live in all of Canada. And I think it's like 38 million in the Caribbean islands or something. And look at Canada. It's huge. And there's nobody there. So much space. America is the same. There's tons and tons and tons of undeveloped land and resource. Oklahoma's very roomy. Nebraska. You go to Montana, Idaho, Wyoming, New Mexico. You know, I agree with Kim Hughes. Anybody that's unhappy. See, the only reason that anybody would be unhappy with America is because they've never traveled. Let me just be very plain about it. The reason anybody would be unhappy with America is because they've never traveled. Go to other nations. Let me tell you this. There is no nation in the world, no nation in the world, where African American people, black people, are more free with more rights and more opportunities than this nation. None. There are no other nations. Do you realize we have nations that still have actual slavery? BLM's not there, I can guarantee you that. They're not there protesting that. We live in a nation that feels like they have the moral high ground (laughs) to talk about lives being taken, and the same people are killing thousands of babies. Thousands of them. It's insane. I mean you I hope that, that this broadcast is helping you to see the total lunacy. Do not believe the lies that are being spewed on the news in public, these all these politically correct nut jobs that are just literally telling you lie after lie. Don't believe the lies. And I'll give you another lie that you should never believe. Don't believe the lie that people are not hungry for the things of God. Don't believe that people aren't hungry for a mighty move of the Holy Spirit. Because every single place I've been in the world, not just America, in the world, people are hungry for God. When they see the power of the Holy Spirit, people break and they come to Jesus. I'm telling you, when they see... People aren't hungry for dead, dry religion, obviously. I'm not either. But when people see the power of the Holy Spirit, I'm telling you, they are hungry for a mighty move of God, whether they're Christians or not. They're hungry. They are hungry. For a, a mighty move of the Holy Ghost. Doesn't matter what nation I go to. Doesn't matter what culture I'm preaching in. Doesn't matter the age of the people that I'm preaching to. They are hungry for a mighty move of God. And when people see God's power, they are ready to come. Jesus, when he said, the harvest is plenteous, but the laborers are few, let me tell you, it's just as white and ready to harvest now as it's ever been. And that's why I thank God for those of you that are connected to this ministry with me and Carolyn, because I'm telling you, truthfully, the harvest is white and ready to be brought in. No question about it. People are hungry when they see the power of God. They are hungry. And I'm telling you, that's why I'm trying to encourage your heart. Yes, we're in the last days. Yes, we see the signs of the times. Yes, Jesus is coming soon. But what you need to recognize and realize more than anything else, Mario, thank you for sowing a seed. What you've got to realize is this, although we're seeing the signs of the times, although Jesus is coming soon, we are still here and people are still hungry and there are people that are ready to be reaped as an end time harvest of souls and we're the ones that are going to reap them. We're the ones that are going to bring them into the kingdom and you're anointed Hear what I'm saying today. You are anointed. That's why I've been encouraging you for the last couple of weeks. You have to look at yourself and recognize. You don't have to depend on somebody else to do it. You personally are anointed to reap the harvest. Those of you that are standing with us, I prayed. You know, I prayed and Carolyn prayed. and We said, Lord, connect us to people that are interested in, in the end time harvest of souls. Connect us with people that are hungry to see America changed. Hungry to see the world touched by the power of God. And God's been answering our prayers. That's you, that's where you came from. That you're, it's not an accident that we're connected together. It's not an accident that we're joined together, that you join me on these broadcasts. It's not an accident. God, I believe, joined us together. Put us together. There is a joining together of the remnant, I believe, in these final moments of time. Birds of a feather flock together. That's not in the Bible, but I'm still quoting it anyway. Birds of a feather flock together. You would not have sat here on this broadcast and then come day after day and and shouting amen in the comments section and understand what we're talking about if you didn't have the same type of feather that I have and that Carolyn has. We believe the same. We believe God's not done with America. God's not done with this world. You believe it, and I believe it. And I'm telling you right now, he's not done. There's a move of the Holy Ghost that's going to hit this earth, and we are the ones that will facilitate that work for God. He's depending on us. You know how exciting it is that God looked through the tunnel of time and saw you and saw me. And said, these are the people I'm going to trust with the the earth and the people in the earth in the final moments of time. He saw you, picked you, and trusted you. That should stir you up, man. That should get you excited to know he saw you, he trusted you, and he picked you to live right now. And Jesus is coming soon, but we're anointed to do the work. Hallelujah! We're anointed to do the work. And so I want to encourage you today, those of you that are watching this, if you have not taken a step of faith to partner with this ministry, with Carolyn, with me, Miracle Word Ministries, I want to ask you to pray right now and, and say, Lord, what is it that I can do? What is it that I can do to stand and to give from my life, stand for the gospel, stand for souls to be saved, and stand for the freedom of, that we're believing to see in this nation. And I want to pray right now, because let me tell you, these last six months that we're going to see in 2020 are going to be the greatest six months we've ever had. The glory of God's going to fill this nation. I'm telling you, I prophesied it last year in the month of September, and I prophesied it again in November, and I'm staying with it. We're going to see the fire of God sweep through this nation and around the world. It's going to be the greatest six months we've ever seen in Jesus' mighty name. And so I want you to bow your head right now. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray for every person that's watching this broadcast, those that are listening on the podcast, I pray in Jesus' name that a mighty anointing would come upon every family, every individual. Let your power, let your glory be seen in our lives in Jesus' mighty name. Use us mightily in these final moments of time in Jesus' name. I pray that you'd open doors for us. Do things through us that we've never seen done before. By faith, we step out in Jesus' name. Now, Lord, I ask you, speak to every man. Speak to every woman. I pray in Jesus' name. Give them an instruction from heaven of what they should do how they can partner, how they can stand, what seeds they can sow. And I thank you, Lord, that as they step out, increase is coming into their home. Increase is coming into their family, in the mighty name of Jesus. We believe these last six months will be violent increase and expedited favor in Jesus' mighty name. If you believe it, somebody shout a loud amen, throw some fire in the comment section. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to jump over uh, now or after the broadcast To miracleword.com. Those of you that the Lord is speaking to you to stand with us in partnership, you can click on the partner tab or the give tab, and you can fill out the form and sow a seed by faith on a monthly basis. The Lord's speaking to you, whatever it is he wants you to do. Many of you, you could stand with us at $85 a month. Many of you at a hundred, 500, we have people that are going all the way up, thousand dollars, 750, $500, whatever it is monthly, that the Lord is speaking to you to sow. There's a form you can fill out right there on the site and sow your seed. It means something because the kingdom of God is now. We're taking souls into the kingdom before it's too late and time's running out. And so I want to say thank you to everybody that is standing with us, sowing and praying, believing God for increase. We're standing praying for you as well. And this is what we're going to do for the month of July this is um, a phenomenal book written by Dr. John Evansimi, Zemi and it's called Rich God, Poor God. It will open your eyes to see that God does want you blessed, that Jesus Christ, your Savior, was blessed, and that there is no weapon formed against your finances that can prosper. God has a plan to bless you, and this book will open your eyes. Don't forget Carolyn's book is about to drop lines, new 40-day devotional, and uh, how to speak confessions that create boundaries your enemy cannot cross. This is available for pre-order right now at shop.miracleword.com. We're getting ready to send it to the printer this week. It's going to be printed. It's coming straight to you. Um, It's going to be phenomenal. I can't wait to get this into your hands. It's going to be awesome. Awesome. And I want to say a big thank you. Our, I truly believe, those of you that are standing with us, we have such faithful partners, people that are praying for us. And let me tell you, we're making a difference in this final generation of time. The devil's pulling his hair out, wishing the rapture would hurry up and happen so we'd get out of his hair. God's using you, and he's using me. Love you, Sister Sherry. We love all of you that are standing with us, that are watching. I'm headed back to Florida very soon. And we'll be back in the studio, Miracle Word Studios. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. We have another outdoor uh, crusade coming up in York, Pennsylvania in just a couple of weeks. In July, the information's on the website. If you're anywhere close, if you can get to York, PA, you definitely want to come. It's a great time for a road trip, man. Jump in your car, jump on a flight. Come join us in York, Pennsylvania. The tent's going up. People are going to be saved and healed and set free by the power of God. It's going to be awesome. Any questions today before we go? Hey, Daryl, good to see you, man. Love you. Love you, Al and Rita. Norman, love you, buddy. Winona. Appreciate you, Charles. Thank you. These tent meetings have been great. Last, I, I think I said this yesterday, but if you're just now watching and you didn't hear it, we had 101 first-time decisions for Jesus Christ. Thanks, Morgan. 101 first-time decisions for Christ in the tent. And then for the children, I believe it was 52 salvations in the children's ministry with my cousin Michaela, her husband Stephen. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. And so people are hungry. They're coming into the kingdom. It's awesome. And I love you guys so much. Thank you for hanging with me. I pray you have the best day that you've ever had. And uh, I'll be back. You can just Google it, Jake. You'll find it right on the internet. They actually have a free app, I found out, where you can download the Constitution to your phone as an app and read all through it. I love you guys. Yeah, thank you for hanging with us. Thank you for sewing Thank you for partnering. Love and appreciate every single one of you. And uh, I look forward to seeing you again tomorrow. All week this week, headed back to Florida. We'll be back in the studios and I'll see you there too. I love you. Have a good one. I'll talk to you very soon. Later, guys. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of.